Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. Today we're going to be in the book of John. We're going to be in John 20. And we're going to be talking about the resurrection. We're going to be talking about the resurrection in a way that we see how what happens with Jesus. But we're going to see what happens to us. It's going to coincide to what we, who we are and what we are. Amen? Uh -huh. Now, we're going to start out with 1, 20, John 20 and 1. It says, Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. Uh -huh. Mary Magdalene came to the, she came and it was pretty dark. And it says, and I saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So when she got there, at this point, the tomb had been open. It was dark, but it was open. A lot of times in our lives, as we come to Christ, we're in a dark place. But we're open. We're trying to get to a point where we can believe in Christ. You know, when you first come to Christ, you're still doing worldly things, but you're trying to get a spiritualness about yourself. You're trying to learn who God is. So you're open, but it's still dark. <laughs> Amen? Mm -hmm. Two says, so she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciples, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Peter and the other disciple were running together, and then the other, the other disciple outran Peter. Sometimes you have people going faster than you. <laughs> that don't mean you love Jesus any less or any more. Right? Some people will outrun you. You outrun some people. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If you both reach Christ. <laughs> and this is the time, you know, as, as a person coming to Christ. There is no race. You get there when you get there. As long as you travel in the same direction. Right? We see Simon Peter. He's running, and he get outran, and that's okay. Anytime we get outran, that's fine. As long as you still have that love for Christ. Three says, so Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen closed lying there but he did not go in so 
Peter had to, and this is part where you, where you see the hole. When you look at the tombs on TV and in the pictures, it's a huge tomb that you just walk right in. But on this, it says he had to stoop in. So the hole wasn't that big, right? Right. It wasn't that big. He had to look. He had to. He had to. <laughs> he had to get down in there and look right. and stooped. Right. So the hole wasn't that big, but it was dark. Uh -huh. He looked in. Wasn't no need of going in if he's not there. Right. 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 A lot of times when we think about our lives and. And the things that we we, we, we we go to Christ, we come into Christ, and we put Christ in this dark place in our lives because that's where we are. We want to come to Christ, but we're still in a dark place. So we put Christ in this dark place in us. And every time we have something going on in our lives, because we just got in Christ, we go to that dark place and Christ is always there. But as you can see in this situation, Christ is not going to always stay in that dark place in you. Scripture says he will meet you in your dark place. But it never said that he will stay there in the dark place. Right? right. So, in this moment, they're looking for Christ and he's not there in this dark place. So, when you have to look within yourself sometimes, and when you look for Christ, you're used to him being there, but he's not there. Christ has moved. Now, when Christ moves in you, uh -huh. that's when you start getting conviction. And you stop going to the dark places. Right. Right? In this case, Peter and Mary Magdalene went to this dark place where Jesus was. Uh -huh. They said he wasn't lying there. Six says, then Simon Peter came, followed him. And went into the tomb. He saw that the linen clothes were lying there, and the face cloth, which he had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. Uh -huh. It was neatly put away. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. So the other one that ran first. He made it there first. He went in the tomb. Notice he wasn't there. Sometimes the people that are, that, that are ahead of you, they know what to do. And that's fine. Watch and learn. Learn something from people. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, he also went in and saw and believed. Now he says, for as they, as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead, the disciples went back to their homes. Okay? There is a time in your life that you realize that God is not in this dark place anymore, and you stop looking for him there. Right, 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 right. Right. You're not gonna keep being in the dark place. You're not gonna stay there. 
So it gets to a point where you stop looking. We got to go somewhere else now. These dark places that I've been into, I got to stop doing. I can't go to these clubs anymore. I can't be around these same people anymore. I can't do the same things I used to do. Because God is not going to go with me there anymore. Because when I get in trouble there, he's not going to be there anymore. I got to go where he is now. He came where I was, but now I got to go where he is. Amen? God tells us, Jesus tells us to take up your cross and follow him. He didn't tell you he was going to follow you. Right? Uh-huh. 11 says, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. Now she's stupid. Everybody want to look in. They want to look into this tomb that's dark. They want to go to this dark place. And I'm going to tell you this. It's going to be times when people are going to try to put you back in that dark place. Yes. It's going to be times when people try to keep you in that dark place. And they always going to look for you there. And you just have to tell them no. That's right. Right? Yeah. In my book that I wrote, there is a passage in my first book. And it's called The Power of No. Uh -huh. And it's when you have to tell somebody no that you really, truly admire or you, 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 you look up to. But you know what they're doing is wrong and they ask you to do something and you just tell them no. Right. It's a hard thing to do, but it, sometimes it must be done. Say that, say that. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. Twelve says, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain. Can you imagine you go into the tomb, you stoop down in there, and you see two angels sitting in there where Jesus used to be? See that right? Wow. One of them, one at the head and one at the feet. Then she said to, to her, they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing. But she did not know what it was. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Uh -huh. Now, here's the thing. She looks in this dark place. And she looks for Jesus. You go to this dark place that you used to seeing Jesus in. Because when you do something wrong, you go into this place because you was in this dark place. So... I done did something wrong again. I got to go to Christ. But he's not there. The angels were there. You have the Holy Spirit, which has conviction in you. They asked her, why are you here? What are you doing in this club and you know better? Why are you smoking? Why are you drinking? Why are you doing these things and you know better? You see? Okay. Conviction is in there. So I'm going to walk away. And when you turn around, now you see Jesus. Uh -huh. 
Because Jesus is in the place where the darkness isn't. Right? She turns around and she finds Christ. This is how this works. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing. And she did not know that, that it was Jesus. Sometimes when you're so used to seeing Jesus in these dark places, you can't find Jesus. When you see him, you don't know it's him. We get, we get a point in our lives that God is working in our lives and we can't see it. We can't see him. It's hard to see Christ because of all of the things that are going on in the dark. We're too focused on what's going on in the dark to see that Jesus is working in the light. All we have to do is turn to the light and we will see Christ. But if you stay focused on stooping down looking in this dark place where he is not, you'll never find him. Because all you have to do is turn around. Turn away from the darkness and Jesus is in the light. And then you can start seeing things for what they really are. You can start seeing people for who they really are. Amen. Fifteen says, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? See how the Holy Spirit and Jesus works together? Mm -hmm. They asked the woman the same question. Mm -hmm. She walked away when the Holy Spirit convicted her, and she turns around and Jesus asked her the same thing. Mm -hmm. You're not getting away with this. Why are you here? Right. Sure, sure. You need to deal with why you keep going back to these dark places. Mm -hmm. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Why, woman, are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Jesus asked her, whom are you seeking in this dark place? Because I'm not there. So if I'm not there, and you're talking to me here in the light, who are you looking for? Ain't that something? We have to ask ourselves sometimes, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Why can't I stop doing the things that I'm doing when I really want to? Why am I so depressed? Jesus asked her, why, why are you weeping? And who are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she still didn't know this was Christ. Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. She turns around and she's talking to Christ and don't even know it. A lot of times we turn around and we see Christ and we don't see him. We see him, but we don't see him. Right? And we see the things that are going on in our life that are positive, but we don't see Christ doing it. Say that, say that. Hmm. Sir, if you have taken and carried him away, because she's still looking in this dark place for him, give him to me. Give him back to me. If you took him, then give him to me, and I'll put him back. Uh -huh. Right? Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Say that. Jesus said to her, Mary, when Christ calls your name, when Christ calls your name, 
Things are going to change like that. He says, Mary, she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She understood when he said her name, that was Christ. God will call you by name. When you are diligently looking and seeking Christ, he will call you by name. 17 says, Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have yet ascended to the Father. Say that, say that. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Jesus tells them that I care. Don't, don't cling to me right now. I have to ascend to the Father. I have to talk to my Father. We try to go to Christ when we want to go to Christ. And mm -hmm. there is a time when you will understand who Christ is. Not all the time will you understand what he's doing in your life, how he's doing it. You're not going to understand that all the time. But just know that he's doing it. And he says, and I'm going to the Father, but go to my brother and say to them, go to my brothers. And he, was, he was talking about the disciples. Go to the people. And he says, and tell them, I am ascending to the Father uh -huh. and your Father. He, he, he knew and he connected her to one of his. So God will connect you. Jesus will connect you and call you brother. He will take you in. Sure. A lot of times we don't believe that we deserve to be with Christ. We don't, we don't think that we're good enough. Christ already, he died on the cross so we can be good enough. He did that already. Sure. We say we're not good enough. I have to get myself together before I come to Christ. How are you going to get yourself together? Nobody can get themselves together. You go to Christ and Christ will get you together. But you can't do it on your own. Which is why you out here looking for something in the first place. You see? We can't believe in our own power that we can do anything. Jesus himself said, I do nothing of myself. Why? Because the spirit of God that was in him is doing everything. So if Christ himself couldn't do anything and said he did not do anything of himself, what makes you think in your own power, power, that you can do anything? Uh -huh. We can't wake up without Christ. That's right. He said, let her know that I'm ascending to the Father and your Father. You're one of mine. Uh-huh. And to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And the first thing you do when you come to Christ and you have an experience with Christ is you want to tell somebody. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. That's the first thing you want to do. Because it, it's so much in you that you just learned now you got to testify. 
I had an encounter with Christ. Christ just talked to me, and I don't know what to do. And but He talked to me, and can't nobody tell you different. Right. I have seen the Lord, and that He had said these things to her. Nineteen says, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors been locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. We shut ourselves down when we have fear. We close ourselves out from the world when we're scared. Show you what God did when, when, when you're scared. They were in fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Now, what makes this so important is when you read and it says, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked, uh -huh. where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. He just showed up. Uh -huh. They locked the doors. They didn't close the windows. They didn't close all the curtains. They didn't shut it down. And Jesus standing right there with them. Right? Uh -huh. He says, peace be with you. <laughs> when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. You can understand how if they were already scared, and Jesus just appeared in there saying, peace be with you, they all jumped back. Uh, it don't say that in there, but you, know. but you already know. Because <laughs> if they was already scared of the Jews, somebody just showing up when you didn't locked all the doors and stuff. Mm -hmm. That had to do something to you. Mm -hmm. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Uh -huh. He had to show them this because he didn't look the same. Jews. I mean the disciples. They locked the doors. They locked the doors because they were scared of the Jews. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So they, they went on and they locked the doors and shut down everything and Jesus appeared to them anyway. Uh -huh. There is not a door on this earth that can keep Jesus from you. Coincidence. 
They use words like that because they don't know no better. The spiritualness is not there, so they can't see it. So God proved, Jesus proved himself to them when he showed them in their hands and everything. So they, they were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. See, they didn't accept it the first time. He had to say it twice. Peace be with you. They jumped back. They're scared. He showed them his hands and everything, and then they, oh, that is Christ. Mm-hmm. And they got happy, and they calmed down. Then he said it again, peace be with you. Now the peace is with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> As the Father has sent me, and Jesus says it twice, I want you to understand this about Christ. Christ will never put nothing on you that you don't want on you. He will never put anything on you that you don't want on you. Uh-huh. I say that to say this. He says, peace be with you the first time. They wasn't frightened. They were scared. So they didn't say anything. Once he showed them who he was, they accepted him then. Then he was able to say it again. Now he actually put peace with them because they didn't accept it the first time. You see? Uh-huh. So God won't put it on you unless you want it. We talked about it in Sunday school how Christ will, you know, Christ walked away. When people walked away from Christ, he didn't go chasing them down. He just let them go. Uh-huh. He's not going to chase you down to see if you want to be with him. He's not going to say, wait, 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 come back. Peace be with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Right. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Christ says, now that I have finished my job as, as, as the Father sent me to you, I'm going to send you out. Once you come to Christ, you have a job to do. A lot of people think that they can get saved and then they don't have to do anything. No, you got a job to do. You got plenty to do. Some people get saved to just be as honorary as I don't know what. They won't teach nobody. They won't tell nobody nothing. They don't they all they, they gather up information but don't give any out. You can't ask them nothing. They call themselves saints. Right? Father says, He has sent me. Even so I am sending you. You gotta go out now. And when he said this, he breathed on them. And they said to them. Receive the Holy Spirit. He gave them the Holy Spirit. He gave them the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You ever have people breathe on you in church and then they, they mm. fall out? Did they give you the Holy Spirit? Jesus breathed on them and they gave them the Holy Spirit. He said to receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness uh-huh. from any, it is withheld. God gave them the power to forgive sins and not. Now, Thomas, one of the twelve, called the, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So when Jesus came, Thomas wasn't there. I said it. 
Thomas wasn't there when Jesus came. A lot of times when we are, when Jesus comes in our lives, it's a part of you that just don't believe. You might believe some of it, but everything in there, uh, 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 uh. We were talking about the Corinthians today and how, you know, a lot of that stuff, you yeah, okay, God, and everything, but the believing in him resurrecting, mm, mm, mm. it's kind of hard to swallow. Right? 25 says, so, they, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he, had, but he said to them, unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails and place my finger in the mark of the nails and place my hand into his hand to his side I would never believe that I don't care what y'all say I'm not going to believe none of what y'all saying I don't care if it's 12 24 or 48 of y'all I got to see it for myself a lot of times we have to see it for ourselves it's hard for us to believe it's a human it's, it's a human trait uh -huh. Some of us are seeing as believing type people. Is anything wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it can be a problem. But it, it's the human nature. There's a lot of people in the Bible that they had to see to believe. Nothing wrong with it. Uh -huh. Okay. He said, unless, I don't care what y'all say. I, I would, and, and it's something else to have somebody that sticks to their guns like that. Yeah. Yeah. 26 said, eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Uh -huh. Jesus did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Amen. They locked the door. They still scared because they, they don't want to deal with these Jews. Uh -huh. But Jesus said, okay, well, you know, I'll just pop in like I do. <laughs> <laughs> then he said to Thomas, he looks at Thomas. He didn't even get into it with Thomas. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. As soon as he see Thomas, put your finger here and see my hand. Uh -huh. And put out your hand. And place it in my side. Uh -huh. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Jesus didn't argue with Thomas. Why you don't believe it's me? He didn't say all of that. He just appeared there, started talking to Thomas about what he said that was going to make him believe. Uh -huh. Right? Right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Christ did it. Some people will believe without without no problems. But some people need to see to believe. And that's, it is what it is. It says, Thomas the 28 answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And I said, is this a problem if you don't believe? Yeah, it can be. Because he said, blessed is the people who believe without seeing. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody wants to be blessed. <laughs> That's where your faith comes in. Because without faith, you're not getting in. Eternal life depends on your faith. <laughs> it depends on your faith. So Thomas didn't believe. Eight days had passed, so Jesus had already resurrected. It's been a whole week, and he still, I ain't seen Jesus. Y'all talking crazy. Say that, say that. Where he at then? Stop talking to me about Christ. I haven't seen him. Nah. Jesus show up and then got right on Thomas. Because they've been dealing with this situation all week. The disciples have. And Jesus know it. That's why when he got there, he didn't say nothing to nobody. He said, peace be with you to them. And then he got right on Thomas. Said, Christ will find you right where you at. But once he gets you there, once he gets into that dark place where you are, and Thomas was in the dark place because he didn't believe. But Jesus had to open up his belief. And once he believed, then now it's on him. Once God shows you that this dark place ain't what it do. Being in this dark place is not, I'm not here anymore. It's up to you to stay out of the dark place. And we do that by repentance. We do that by asking God to forgive us. We are going to make mistakes. We are always going to end up in a dark place sooner or later. But it just depends on your faith. And it depends on your repentance. A lot of times we just think we did something so bad that we can't come back. That's right. But Christ told us we can come back. That's right. right. He died on the cross for us. Uh -huh. That's right. He died for our sins. That's right. He died for our sins. So there is no way that we we can't come back. He gives us this option. The reason he died on the cross is so we can have that option open. We just have to take it. Say that. Amen. Uh -huh. Now 30 goes on to say, it says, Now Jesus did many, many other signs in his presence of the disciples. Jesus did a lot of stuff. It says, which are not written in this book. Uh -huh. Can't write down everything Jesus did. Jesus is Jesus. You'll be right forever. Besides, you wouldn't even be able to carry it. Say that. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is why it was, and, and it was telling you the purpose of this book. The purpose is to show you that Christ did live. He was here, and he died, and resurrected. The resurrection is so important. Jesus' body is so important. Uh -huh. Jesus was the first resurrection. He is the only being like himself. There is no other being like Christ. He died and he resurrected into his new body. Now, when we die, we'll be resurrected into our new bodies. The difference is that Christ died and resurrected with no sin on him ever. We are going to rise, but we will have sin. We will have forgiven sin. Mm -hmm. 
That's the difference between us and Christ. And there is no other being, natural or spiritual, like Christ. Amen? Uh -huh. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for showing us and giving us revelation knowledge on how important the resurrection is and how we can resurrect our lives. We thank you for these scriptures. We thank you for the revelation knowledge. We thank you for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the word. Now we can go and teach others what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Uh -huh.